Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 357, and Happy New Year, folks. It's, I've made it to 2019. I never thought I was going to get there, but I did. Um, I'm still in holiday mood, folks. So um, I've got my great co-host here, Cindy. Hopefully she'll be able to keep me under some control. Um, Cindy, <laughs> she looks doubtful. Um, Cindy, I'd like to introduce, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Good to see that you're here. Um, as Jonathan said, I'm Cindy Nicholson, and I'm from thecoursewhisperer.com. And uh, we're help people who want to create online courses. So if, you've, if you're thinking that you want to put something together this year, finally get that course out there. That's what we're here to help you do. Yeah, it's all about WordPress entrepreneurship, learning entrepreneurship and getting your membership learning management system up, hopefully using the power of WordPress. I'd advise you to do that. Um, before we go, Cindy, how's the new Mac? Cindy had an IT emergency at the end of last year and she bought a new Mac. How's it going, Cindy? With all, all is good so far, other than I had an update just before we connected, Jonathan, and when I clicked on the update, it said 45 minutes to update. <laughs> So I had a little bit of a heart attack, um, but it only took like 20 minutes. So we're good. But uh, You're a very I, brave lady, aren't you? you I know. I, I, I wished I had cleaned things up on my old Mac before I moved over to the new Mac. Now I just have transported all the junk over. So I do have to take some time to clean things up because it's amazing how much stuff you keep on your desktop. It certainly is. So, folks, what we're going to be discussing this week? Well, we're going to be discussing seven ideas to take your successful membership to the next level. Um, we got, we got. I wrote a recent blog post. There will be links in the show notes to it, and um, I thought we'd done a reasonably um, job. And Cindy said we should talk about that, so I took that as high praise. Um, but before we go into it, folks, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors, and that's Kinster Hosting. And we've been with Kinster for over a year now. We host the WP Tonic website with them being absolutely blown away with their upper management and their support staff, very approachable people. And they only specialize in WordPress hosting and they really know what they're doing. They use Google Cloud as their backbone, but they offer tremendous 24-7 support. And what I mean support is that their support staff really are superbly trained and know what they're talking about. So if you do have a problem, you're not talking to a junior level kind of tech. You're talking about somebody where they're a real tight team, big enough to have all the technology, small enough to still really care. And they offer all the bells and whistles. whistles. Um, they offer any form of modern PHP level. Why should you care about that? It will make your site much more quicker. They offer staging sites, one-click backup, superb interface. If you're interested, go to kinster.com, find out more about them for your own website or for your client's website. 
you're not going to be disappointed with Kinster. So, off we go. Um, so, create course bundles. What did you think of this one, Cindy? Well, I wanted you to kind of, uh, it, I, I think when it comes to membership sites, people have a different everyone has a different perspective as to what it means by having a membership site. And so when you're, you know, one of your suggestions in terms of how to up-level your membership site is to create course bundles. I kind of wanted to get your perspective as to what, what, what did you mean by course bundles and, and how does that kind of enable you to up-level your membership site? Well, because fundamentally, uh, this won't apply for somebody starting out. You know, that's why in the title it says successful, because hopefully you've been at this for a while. So you should have, you know, you know what you started off. And we've talked about this um, a fair bit in 2018. Is don't throw the kit, you know, your first course, the first course you're starting off with, don't throw the kitchen sink. You know, offer every option, every, you know, try and cover every possibility um, because you're concerned that you should offer value. Um, we're advised not to do that, but we're looking at people that have been running it, you know, and built up audience. So they should have, they might have started off with a, a, their first course which could have been a, you know, and then progressed, built separate modules or built separate courses to that. So that gives the opportunity of bundling um, if other courses into a major offering. Is that making sense? So within the membership site, you're you're saying kind of bundle the, 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 the topics or the um, courses that might be, uh, appeal to different groups within the bundle within the membership is that what you mean jonathan yeah, kind of that you could, you could do that but you know you could do a special promotion of thanks you know a cyber friday or a cyber monday offering where you bundle um some of your other courses into a limited time offer to your existing um members because, you know, as we all know, it's easy to sell, you know, if you build up trust and value to your existing audience, it's much easier to sell to that audience than a new audience, isn't it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so how, how would you go about choosing, you know, what bundles to put together? Well, that's why you need to ask your audience, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's another that's another um thing we've touched um and i'm just as guilty as the next person of this that, you know don't get don't get me wrong here folks um i'm just as guilty of not following my own advice as the next person um but we're all mortal and <laughs> doing some research and asking people in general um, we all talk about doing it, but a lot of us don't do it, Cindy. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Um, it's just, it's just you know, get you get pumped up and you think, ah, oh, let's just do it. You, you really want to step a step back and um, ask your audience. You know, you know, what are they looking for? Um, the only thing I would say about that is I was listening to a, a podcast over the holiday break and um, it 
it was a it was another English person, and I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes to this pod, particular podcast. But it's it's about selling, and they we're talking about the actual science because this guy um, was at Cambridge University, and he was talking it, and they were saying is that you know it's like one hundred one of selling. Uh, if you're a professional um, sales individual, is that you you ask your your potential um, customer what are their problems? But what you forget is they get a, a lot of people asking that, so they tend to have a kind of canned reply. And what you need to do is use methodologies and methods to actually find out what is the real problem. You gotta, you gotta find out what's the real problem, Cindy. What do you think is my real problem, Cindy? <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there, Jonathan. No, you're too, too intelligent, too wise, folks. She's not going there. Um, so, did that make any sense, Cindy? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it, it, rather than wonder, you always need to ask, find out what are people struggling with, and and you know, sometimes they'll give you the answer that you think they want you to hear. But by drilling down a bit more, you can really uncover the the real true problems, um, what people are struggling with. But taking the time to do that just just clarifies so much so much for everyone and can save you such so much time down the road. Um, you know, once you if you know that you're on the right track. So on to the next Create uh, create multiple subscription tiers. What did you think of this one, Cindy? I think this is a good one. I think this is enables kind of people. So so creating multiple subscription tiers, which I'm assuming what you mean by that, Jonathan, is just having kind of like a basic level, you know, a pro level and a premium level. Having three different entry points into the membership is that uh, that's what you mean by having the multiple tiers? Yep. Um, but keep it reasonably simple, folks. I've had some clients, there's one particular one that comes to mind that had the most, I've been doing this for a while, Cindy. I'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox, but I'm not the bluntest either. Um, and I I didn't understand, I couldn't make head or tell of his membership levels and what he was offering in them. You needed an Excel spreadsheet to understand the levels if you understood and I actually offered I had to get a friend of mine who's a really fantastic programmer to come in because I, I kind of looked at it three times and when I gave a kind of very subtle hint to the, the client that it, <clears throat> it might be advisable to make these memberships a little bit more easier to understand he got very um, I'm struggling for the right word um, got very um, Oh, I am struggling for the right word. Um, it didn't go down too well, put it that way. Right. Uh, um, so um, don't don't go bonkers over this. Um, but um, having um, subscription tiers is a good idea, but you really got to, and it's kind of linked to that. Um, number one, create school course bundles, is you've got, to, you've got to offer the clear value proposition in the upgrade, 
must be obvious. And making things simple and obvious is a lot of hard work, Cindy. It, you know, it's really very easy to make things extraordinarily complicated, but it takes it's a lot more work to make them simple. Does that make any sense? That That is the essence of what I do, Jonathan, right? People come and they have these big grandiose plans and it's really about distilling it down and making it simple. So that that's a super important point. I think if you are going to be creating these tiers, um, it, it is to be super clear as to what the added value is by upping, upping it up into a different tier and be super clear. Cause I I've seen them as well on web pages and, and you see, they've got the three different columns and, and you're not really super clear as to what is different about one versus the next. So, 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 so Jonathan, let me ask you, what, what are some things that um, people can do to add more of a premium to their, their membership sites to allow for these different tiers? Could you quantitate that a little bit more? What do you mean? Do you mean technology-wise or do no, you... No, no. Just what can you do to make a... Like, what, what could be a difference between basic and pro level or premium level? What kinds of things can you add to the membership to have a higher tier? Well, you know, you could add an additional module. You could add um, the ability to join not only the um, private Facebook, but a premier Facebook where you have one-to-one um, consultation with the course creator. Um, there's um, video. I think 2019 um, is going to be a big year again for video. Um, I know we've talked about, you know, that goes against some of our um, previous episodes where we, where we discussed that just having a series of videos does not make an engaging um, course. Um, there's a lot more planning. But <clears throat> I think I think that's linked to all the things we, we just discussed in this episode about throwing the kitchen sink in, which then you do a ton of videos um, where you haven't even engaged with the audience to some degree and you're not actually done the last thing we talked about, which is actually ask them some questions, the audience you got. Hopefully you can see where it's, this is going. Um, there's consequence. It's like trying to build a house with dicey foundations. Um, as you, uh, you know, after about a year, you know, when the ha- you see the house cracks appearing, you realise it might have been a bit best to have spent a bit more time on the foundations a little bit. But there's multiple things, you know, offering PDFs, um, offering mini courses, as, you know, as these bundles are more, um, more one-to-one content contact with the instructor or instructors. Um, these are all trends that we're seeing, aren't, aren't we seeing? Cindy, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, the, the more ac- access to you, obviously, the more that you can charge. Um, you know, the trade-off is it's more of an investment of your time in that you know, membership versus just having it. Um, but I think that 
Um, you have, uh, when you're worrying, worried about churn, I think the more access that you can get to you or to other people that are like-minded to you um, will help with kind of the churn rate of your membership site as well. And kind of plan it out, you know, realize about churn, realize that, you know, and deal with it by offering more value in your um, subscription tiers. You know, try and place yourself in the students' um, shoes, try and place yourself as, you know, as when you were that beginner, then you were that intermediate, and then you were that expert. What were the things that you wanted to know? And any any reasonable subject, um, we're not, you know, um, I think when you get a lot of churn, you know, I think it's a sign of deeper problems, really, in the course, the course structure, because surely there, there should be extra value you could offer, and this is down to subscription net tiers, is that you should be, you know, you've got the beginner's journey, and then you've got the intermediate journey, and then you've got the expert journey. And the expert, you know, in any field doesn't stop learning. It just, you can just, you can just focus his attention. A lot of the beginner intermediate has become subconscious so they can actually focus their attention on more higher but it doesn't mean they don't stop learning does it no it just the problems just change <laughs> they don't go away <laughs> problems all to the day humanity ends folks there will always be problems i can assure you that there um the day that we'll never get bored because we we make problems. Human beings are just fantastic at that. I think we're going to go for our break, Cindy, and when we okay. come back, we're going to be delving a bit more into these points. Be back in a few moments, listeners and viewers. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back i've been waffling a little bit but no i think i've kept on subject i think i've given some good insights i'm in i'm in a cheery holiday mood so on to number three and we better get on with this because it'll be like warm peace i think it's going to be a long one anyway uh um upsell membership plans and add-ons what did you think of this one cindy Again, Jonathan, how about you kind of share what you're always wanting the the ever the interviewer. You're always wanting to ask me questions, <laughs> so I'm gonna it's throw easy, it right it's back. Easy, I'm not easy, Cindy. Uh, <laughs> this is your this is your blog post that we're delving into. So so again, kind of share your insight in terms of like what what do you mean by upsell membership plans and add-ons? What yeah, what, what does that this mean? is this is there's the technical side, and there's there's a there's a thing, um, there's the actual um, um, specifics of it. There's the um, as you know, actually, I actually, I was uh, actually, I think if it's done in the right thing, right way, I actually think a lot of people like to be sold to actually. So don't 
be shy about offering add-ons. Obviously, don't go bananas because, you know, some websites you go to, you're bombarded with pop-ups, add-ons. It's quite annoying. So there's a balance here. But um, add-ons can, you know, intelligently fault out add-ons and the ability of your shopping cart, your membership site, to be able to sell add-ons can make an enormous difference to your profitability, um, to your bottom line. It, it's, um, it's something not discussed that much in, um, in actual membership learning management, you know, area. But in the e-commerce, it, it's a well-known practice. Um, you find with a lot of the um, um, SaaS competition to WordPress that um, they're quite limited in their ability to do upsells in their platforms. Um, but um, with WP Tonic, we, we, we've added on our middle tier tiers, we've added, we've added the ability to sell digital and um, physical products. And we're combining that with WooCommerce and with a product called Cart Flows, um, which is... Um, the joint founder, Adam from WP Crafter, came on the show and I interviewed him um, recently. And he's the joint founder of Cart Flows. And it's just a great, um, it's a great technology to help um, with your um, upsells. Um, and we're going to be offering it as part of our fully hosted platform. But there's uh, there's other um, SaaS platforms um, that offer similar um, opportunities. But um, just don't forget, it can make a big difference. And people, if it, they, you know when you've done it right, because there just won't be resistance. You know, they will just up, they will just up by. Um, if you get a lot of resistance, that's more that the value proposition or, you know, there's something deeper wrong with it. Yeah, I, I think probably one of the most the common add-ons that I've seen is is you know the course creators offering one-on-one coaching session. So one-on-one coaching session may not be part of the overall membership site, but having that that initial sign-on to offer the um, you know offer like a coaching session, a kickstart session, has often been kind of a pretty common common add-on that I've seen. Well, it's, got, it's also linked. It's also linked to our conversations about automation, about using things like Active Campaign, Drip, other CRM systems, and being able um, not only their core technology. What you're also um, paying for is their backend analytical data that they can show you that people went, you know, of this um, of this funnel. They did all these steps. The, you know, these people started at the top of this funnel and you're not only paying for the tagging and for the internal technology or something like Active Campaign. you're also paying for the analytical, the um, data that they show you as well. And well, the reason why I bring this in, um, Cindy, is that, you know, it could be that the offering, the, ups, the upsell um, isn't, 
a good enough value proposition, but it also might indicate that you're either offering it too early, you're offering it to the wrong subgroup. What I'm getting to is being able to integrate your membership into a CRM and seeing the, the kind of flows for your funnels gives you good indications when to do that upsell. Right. No, that's a really good point too. And that's, it's all about knowing your data, right? Knowing. Which I, I don't do. <laughs> but you. I'm not, not going to preach in it, folks, but uh, it's one of my, re- one of my key business resolutions of 2019 is that to get a bit more on top of the game of things that I'm preaching to you because I don't want to end up being a hypocrite. But it's also very important. Um, but it's only important in a more established uh, membership. You know, don't don't hit yourself too hard if you're starting off because you've got other things that you, you've got to get the ball rolling and then you start looking into these type of things, don't you, Cindy? Yeah, no, that's, that, that's a very good point is you don't want to get yourself bogged down with data that isn't not giving you enough information to make educated decisions about. All right, are we ready to move on to tip number four? Yeah, number four, create multiple content types. Um, obviously, I just said that I still think video is powerful. I think um, utilization of it, but it's not the only um, form that you've got, you know, um, forums, um, downloadable PDFs, in the membership and especially in the learning management um, area, which WP Tonic specialises and so do you, Cindy, is that this whole debate of offering um, multiple content types is a big discussion, isn't it? Um, and, it, you know, but it's very linked. Um, offering, to, you know, um, I was listening to a, um, another podcast from um, um, Chris Bader. Um, this joint CEO of um, Lifter, and he was talking to an expert and, you know, talking about the kind of, I think it's five learning types. And um, I was going to actually do some outreach and hopefully get her to come on the show in February because I thought she did an excellent job in Chris's podcast. Fortunately, I can't remember the lady's name, but it will be in the show notes, folks. Um is that the five types? But she said, what a lot of people do to to deal with those five types, they 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 throw those five type of learning, um, not mechanism styles into their course, and they end up with just a complete mess. Um, you know um, what she, what she said is you you want to kind of diverse. Well, I haven't explained that coherently. What she said is, when I got a student, they offer different types of content to students that have different leanings in these fives. She said that just ends up in a kind of mess. But what you want to do is you want to mix it up a bit in your course. Don't have it all video or don't have it all PDFs. But that takes. But also you've got to have some coherence. So that takes a bit of thought and work, doesn't it, Cindy? Yeah, no, I, this is something I feel pretty strongly about um, in terms of, of it, multiple content types, not only just from a learning style perspective, but also from a 
ease of access to your content. So, you know, not everybody is sitting down to a computer learning your content nowadays. They may be on, in, they may be driving in the car, or they may be, they may be in, in various different ways of doing it. So if you give them access in multiple different mediums in order to consume that, that content, it makes them more likely to want to continue on or, or continue because they, you know, they may not be taking the time to sit down um, at their computer. The, my other point to kind of um, around this is you might find that the people that follow you, your audience, will probably have a very similar learning style to you uh, because because you resonate with them for, for one reason or another. So for example, I love to do video. And so I, I will probably attract people who like video as well. I was working with another client who was a writer and I, I had to, I had to kind of balance, you know, me wanting to him to pull back on reading, but he's probably attracting the people who like to read. So from that perspective, I, I think that, you know, rather than worrying about addressing all of the different learning styles is, you know, what is the learning style that you think your audience is? And it probably will be pretty close to how you deliver your content anyway, because that's who you've attracted based on the information or the, based on what you're already providing to your audience. I think that's a fabulous point there. Thanks for sharing that, Cindy. I think that's that was a glorious insight, uh, as I would say. Um, we'll make it all with these other last three. I'm going to hurry up because I think this is, this is turning into me waffling and warm peace. Um, facilitate discussions. What you know, um, I think that's that's linked to dropout rate, and that I, I think I think that's going to be a big. Um, thing in the next, you know, how do you build community and real discussion? You know, um, the problem is a lot of people say, well, we'll just start a forum or we'll start a Facebook group. Um, sounds interesting, sounds easy, but actually uh, takes a lot of time and time, resources, and like most things, there's a bit more to it than meets the eye. You know, so it's. I think it's probably down to discussion. You know, I think I actually also think there's. It's probably something not discussed. Is there's some groups of people that probably don't want to discuss. It depends what your course is and what what it's aimed at, isn't it? And are you going to build build upon that first course? Um, it really depends what you're up to. So, what do you reckon, Cindy? Do you think it's kind of? It seems to be that it is really important. But the mechanics and also when you should do it aren't discussed that much, isn't it? Yeah, I think my thought around this is is it doesn't you don't you don't need to make it complicated. Um, you in terms of you uh, you don't need to take the ownership on yourself as the membership owner to come up with the content all of the time. Your users probably can bring that content to you. So just opening up the opportunity for them to ask questions. Then you can come up, if you're facilitating a discussion, you can kind of um, manage it from that perspective, whereas they come to you with their problems rather than you kind of bringing up a new topic every time that you want to discuss. Mm. But don't get me wrong, other people built up fantastic communities. I've, I've, I've got a community for my podcast, but you, you, you lot are a bit silent. I would love for you to be a bit more vocal. We, as we're going to, well, I'll be discussing that at some stage 
we'll be doing things to try and encourage you to talk to us a bit more. We're very nice, aren't we, me and Cindy? Um, uh, award certificates. Um, well, gamification provided. I've always, I've never, personally, when I've been on doing an online course, it's not something that really is, gets me going, you know, I actually find, um, but other people love it, don't they? They just, it, it's a, it's a, a mythology that scientifically and in practical terms does work. But is it because I'm English and I'm just our Cindy? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it, it's the same thing for me. Having awards or certificates doesn't resonate, but it certainly does for other people. My husband, for example, he loves like any kind of badges he can get or what have you, whatever game he's playing. So is this how you've managed to try him, Cindy? Yeah, well, exactly. I give him badges for washing the dishes. It works uh, fabulous. Got a little board where he's got his awards for being a good husband, has he? Yeah, I should I should uh, leverage that more often. I hadn't really kind of. I don't think there I'm maximizing go. that opportunity. There we go. And <laughs> um, to finish off, <laughs> care for data. Well, I think we've actually touched that during the conversation, and I've omitted my woeful ineptitude on it to some extent. <clears throat> Seems easy, but collecting data even through Google Analytics or Google Webmaster Tools, or with the data provided if you're using a CRM, and if you've got a successful growing membership site, I think utilizing a CRM is really important um, to provide that data and provide those funnels which will um, upscale. I think the main the pain point I would make this is you know, we all like new sales, but if you've got a sing, if you've got holes in your bucket and the, the people falling out, uh, um, it's not such a great um, business um, mythology. So, um, upselling, doing all the things we've just discussed during the show, <clears throat> um, you find that the cost um, is reduced, the profitability increases dramatically. Um, you know, the people inside your course, you know, they should be your main um, referral resource because they should be talking about how great your course is. These are all factors. What do you reckon, Cindy? Yep, I agree 100%. I, I think that the the best way to retain people is to give them pretty good stuff to begin with, um, to give them what they want. And again, the best way to know that is to ask them what they need. So, yep. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, <coughs> uh, we've got some great, pardon me, we've got some great guests coming up in January. Um, uh, me, Cindy's going to be helping us get some good guests in February. Um, I think we've had a great 2018 listeners. If you could go to iTunes and um, give us a review, that'd be great. Um, I've, I've actually got a link um, on the show pages that will take you straight to... Uh, iTunes to give us a review that that helps us get really interesting guests that can share their knowledge and value and we'll see you next week where we're going to have a great guest interview see you soon folks bye thanks for listening to WP Tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week